Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Well, where did this summer go? Welcome to September. Welcome to Labor Day weekend. And welcome to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon with Mike and Josh, Harry Hurley filling in today. For the great Jimmy Fallon, we begin, and it's a busy news day. Great guests coming up, important content, a lot going on. All Fox Across America, Trump rages at our system of injustice, and can you blame him? I mean, literally, you think about this. President Biden is trying to work out a deal to actually take it easy on people like Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, giving him a break. And instead, they want to put the former president, their political opponent, in jail for, what, 900 years? It's it's really remarkable. It's It's unprecedented. Uh, and when you use that word, uh, use it sparingly because it's never happened in American history. What's going on right now? I mean, we are we've lived through a lot of things that most people never lived through. We've, we've lived through impeachments that hadn't happened since Andrew Johnson, who, if you read your history. Saved by one vote in the Senate, he was one vote. He was impeached and then nearly convicted. And it was very much in doubt whether it was going to go one vote in his favor or the one vote that would have taken him out of office. So, of course, they looked at that and they said, "Ooh, this was bad. We don't ever want to do this again. And then, of course, they did. And I remember Alan Dershowitz taking a lot of heat then as he takes a lot of heat now. But the thing you got to give him credit for, he always calls it like an umpire, balls and strikes. You can disagree with the call. And if you look at the pitch finders and things and say, oh, that was in the box or it was outside the box. I mean, he's calling them as he sees them. So he had people mad at him when he said that Bill Clinton should not have been impeached. And he did bring up a lot of good things about it. Not only that when you do this, it makes it easier to do it again. And look how many times it's been done since. It has either been done or threatened to being done to every president since Bill Clinton. And it continues right now with Joe Biden. And we'll get into that later in the program. President Trump took to Truth Social to share his disagreement with federal district judge Tanya Chutkin. And look, he's got a point here. She's racing this trial. Hunter Biden, I know I know people get turned off by whatabouts and whataboutisms, but I mean, come on. This guy had basic tax evasion charges where they had all the evidence in the world, an incontrovertible felony gun weapons, series of charges, more than one. They dumped the gun. Secret Service got it back. That's that's felonious behavior. And of course, lying on the federal gun form, felonious behavior. That was incontrovertible. 
We are now more than five and a half years later. No justice, no trials, just the um, the craziness of the situation of what is being called a two-tier system of justice. It's sad. It, it really is sad. And it's very bad for the republic at so many levels. So you can't blame them. You've, you've got this Judge Tanya Chuckin, and you're going to see it. She's going to be rough on him every step of the way. What if you got handed 12.8 million documents to review? What would you do about that? Say that you're ready to go on January 2nd, as Jack Smith wanted to do, or that you would be ready to go on March 4th, as Judge Tanya Chuckin wants it to be? I don't think that trial is going to go off. Look, I thought it was a mistake when the president's team pushed it to 2026. What they should have done was pick the date several months past the November 2024 general election. And, and you just say, look, I mean, you're, you're saying that the citizens deserve a speedy trial. And I'm saying that I deserve the right to be able to put on the best defense that can humanly be possible. There's nothing unreasonable about that. How would they review? What are you going to say? Oh, there's only 300 documents that really count. The other 12,800,000, you you don't have to worry about those. An attorney has to review everything, or then they're not doing their job. Good friend of mine ran the math, and and again, you you don't know how many people they have on the team, but it can't be – You think just because this is a billionaire that there's going to be some team of, what, thousands, thousands and thousands of lawyers? It's not like that. They have lawyers and they have other people that help, but it's not that big of a team. So you're you're talking about basically 8,888 days it would take just to review. And that's if you work seven days a week to review 12.8 million documents you might recall and i forget how many years it was but under oath in a response to a request i think it was the national archives and they once wrote that a request was going to take i think i can look it up it was it was just an obscene number of years like 200 years or something we will comply It will take 200 years or 100 years. Whatever it was, was just flat out crazy. And, of course, it took a year and two months, what they call NARA, National Archives Records. It took them a year and two months to finally come clean with a request for public information that President Biden, that there are 5,400 documents with President Biden when he was vice president under three different fake names, most oftentimes in the news being reported as pseudonyms. So, I mean, this is what's going on out there. But with Trump, it's we'll see you on January 2nd. We'll see you on March 4th. And the judge saying how the citizens, the constitutional right of a speedy trial is for the defendant. That's if the government is keeping someone jailed. And look, this Chutkin, she's kept people jailed since uh, the beginning of the Biden presidency. 
right after the January uh, insurrection, as they call it. There are people still in jail from that. That that uh, guy with the horns and the, the furry vest and the multicolored red blue face, uh, he'd still be in jail if video didn't come out that exonerated him. He was exonerated. He's not been given a full exoneration, but he was exonerated. Look, I don't think what they did was right, and anybody who was violent should be charged. But there's such a disproportionate circumstance to reality that goes on. So the president wrote early this morning, and as someone that's known the president for, I guess, 40 years, I can tell you he is an early riser, very, very early. So early this morning, he wrote on Truth Social, quote, I am being railroaded by a highly partisan and corrupt system of injustice, headed up by an opponent who is losing in the polls and simultaneously, with all of this, destroying our once great country. This Mark Levin interview is a must watch. So he's promoting that. Then he writes, Keeping in, keep indicting your political opponent. It makes no difference for what or why. Keep him off the campaign trail and in the courthouse instead. Don't think of his rights, the Constitution, or liberty. Sit back and watch America crumble, quote, unquote. President Trump went on to say, but there is no system of justice. Our court system is rigged against me. Now, in the Georgia case, and and I do believe that I said this when I was last filling in for Jimmy in the not-too-distant past, I said that I had talked to a good friend of mine, that I have family member who have lived in that area for decades, and that a good friend of mine said, there's no way that this trial can even take place in this hellhole Fulton County uh, Court. You know, you're talking 19 defendants. Now, Sidney Powell, one other, I forget the other guy's name. One, I think he's one of the lawyers. Two of them want speedy trials. Well, that's okay. That, that They want that for a certain reason. I don't know why. They want that. That's, a, that's okay, which means they will get it within six months, barring some unforeseen circumstances, because that's typically what a defendant is entitled to if they say, I want a speedy trial. You typically get it within six months. But you don't get a speedy trial within six months that they're doing to President Trump because a judge who's pretty radical, if we're being honest, says that the citizens deserve a speedy trial. That is unserious. It does not have any bearing, and it's, it's shameful that she would actually submit that, and she did. So I think on appeal, President Trump will be able to move that date. I don't know if they're going to let it go past the November 2024 election, but clearly it won't be March 4th. I would almost guarantee you, just as I basically almost guaranteed you that the trial really can't take place in this Fulton Fulton County uh, courtroom because it's simply not big enough. And a judge has come out and said, basically hinting that the trial is likely going to be moved to somewhere else. I don't know where that is or what exactly that means. Let's listen to one of the smartest people, and I mean that, not smart Alec, intelligent, incredible insight, I mean, typically spot on, 
I've enjoyed every interview I've ever done with her. She's fabulous. I know she's been on Jimmy's show. Molly Hemingway, in a recent appearance on Laura Ingram's show, she says something that is just, I think, unless you are Trump deranged, it's so reasoned, it's so sound, that it's almost the truth becomes self-evident. Josh, cut two. These show trials that are taking place in Washington, D.C., New York, Atlanta as well, the whole point of the show trial is to secure a quick conviction so there could be some kind of pretense for left-wing state officials to try to keep Republicans off the ballot there. And that would be a really big situation, even in states where the Republican is not likely to win the presidential elector votes. Those states still matter for congressional races, Senate races, state and local races as well. It's pretty clear that this is the strategy. This is why these trials are being rushed through in a way that even left-wing activists say is somewhat surprising, but that's the whole point. It's a show trial to secure quick conviction. It's Soviet star chamber stuff. This is literally Stalin's henchman, Beria, saying, show me the man, I'll show you the crime. They have the result they want, and it's like they're backfilling and faking it. It is just terrible, and no one no one should like this. Again, even if you are Trump deranged, because what happens to someone today can happen to you tomorrow. If this becomes the standard where we literally weaponize every institution, IRS, DOJ, FBI, on and on and on, to show you a unicorn sighting, CNN every once in a while, I guess twice a day, a broken clock, is the correct time. Ellie Honig, senior legal analyst, talks about this incredibly short time frame that President Trump is being given in order to prepare. Josh, cut three. But it's cutting it really close here to, to make Donald Trump on a case with 12 million, doc, 12 million pages of documents go to trial in seven months. And some of the uh, rationales that DOJ offered up that the judge agreed with, I, I think don't cut it. For example, one of the things DOJ argued and the judge agreed with is, well, he's sort of known that this was a possibility for a year or so, yeah. going back to the January 6th trials. That's not the way it works in our system. You are not on notice as a criminal defendant until an indictment drops. That's the purpose of an indictment. You can't just say, well, you kind of should have known there was something floating out there in the ether. That doesn't cut it. I also agree with Caroline. You know, one of the big rationales has been, well, we, the prosecutors, we gave you this handy guide to most important documents. That's nice. That's a sweet courtesy. But guess what? It's up to the defense lawyer to decide what matters to the defense. So I think they're cutting it pretty close to the line here with respect to Donald Trump's constitutional right to fully prepare. Can you believe that? I mean, you almost feel like you're hallucinating hearing that sobering level of truth. Also, remember, Jack Smith, we're going to go to break in just a second. Jack Smith is known. Ask Governor Bob McDonald if they'll trust Jack Smith or people like this with, uh, oh, yeah, we, we gave you, uh, yeah, we gave you 12.8 million documents, but uh, it's only these 300. That's what I was intimating in my opening comments. It's only these 300. Like, just ignore the other 12.8 million. Come on. That's not, that's unserious. We're out and running a lot more important content straight ahead for This Is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. The show that's not afraid to hit the road. The stars at night are big and bright. 
This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. All right, this one's for the fellas who want to tap the brakes on the aging process. How do you do that, Jimbo? We're talking about Nugenics Total T. Okay, every day that passes by is a day that you lose testosterone, which means less muscle, less energy, less get up and go in the bedroom. That doesn't sound any fun. But are you really ready to lose your shape, your muscle, maybe even in your energy? You don't have to. Okay, you can slow it down with Nugenics Total T. Nugenics Total T, it'll boost free and total testosterone, and it'll help you get the old fire back at work, in the gym, in the bedroom. How about it? Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster has Testafin, which will boost your testosterone. You know, the man hormone. How about more of that? You can try Nugenics Total T before you buy. There's nothing to lose, everything to gain. Now get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T when you text 231-231 and enter the the keyword Jimmy. Text now. You'll get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo X, the newest and most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you lose fat fast and get lean fast. It is absolutely free. Your complimentary sample available to you if you text 231-231 and enter keyword Jimmy. It's 231-231 and you enter the keyword Jimmy. Texting enrolls you in a recurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. Welcome back. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I'm with Mike and Josh. My name is Harry Hurley. Filling in today for the great Jimmy Fallon. We're going to go to the the, uh, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon phone lines and visit with Dennis in Salisbury, Vermont. Dennis, welcome to the program. You're on the air. Hi, thank you for taking my call. On a lark, I looked up the uh, definition of the crime of seditious conspiracy in a 1990s edition of Black's Law Dictionary, and it wasn't listed. Um, uh, and I had looked up, under, when, when they were impeaching Trump, I had looked up abuse of office, and that wasn't listed either. How about this, Dennis? And, was, was an imperfect phone call with Vladimir Zelensky, was that, was that listed? No, but I think all no, of them— No, te- I'm teasing, I'm teasing. That's what they, that's what they impeached him for, a phone right. call. Imagine this. Right. But this they, is crazy. They, they gave it a they gave it a general title, abuse of office. Yeah. And and uh, I think all of those crimes come somewhere in the dictionary before uh, witchcraft. That's good. It's uh, it's very sad. They make stuff up. I mean, look at the uh, nearly three years on Russia collusion when actually the only ones colluding with Russia. Uh, was the Hillary campaign. So it's it's really, it sounds like a radical comment I'm going to make, Dennis, but it's not. They play by Saul Alinsky's rules for radicals. What they are guilty of, they charge you with. This way, all attention is taken off of them, the ones that are really doing it. I mean, think about all the times they say about Trump benefiting. Trump has lost money being president. Biden has become a multimillionaire with multi-properties. How does how does this happen? Dennis, I want to thank you for the call. Thank you so much for listening to Jimmy's program. When we come back, and he is a man of the hour because he has stepped up big on this issue of the potential to bring migrants from New York City to the Atlantic City International Airport. Yeah, you got me right. I mean, it, it, this is this is a crazy unworkable plan. United States Congressman Jeff Van Drew from New Jersey's 2nd Congressional District, the airport 
the Atlantic City Airport is in Van Drew's district. He's just gotten back from an event on this topic. So we have a lot to catch up on, and we'll do so with the congressman next on Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Welcome back to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon with Mike and Josh. I'm Harry Hurley filling in today for the great Jimmy Fallon. And on the Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon newsmaker hotline is the distinguished gentleman from New Jersey's 2nd Congressional District, uh, a more than 30-plus year dear friend of mine, a great American. And my goodness, he's been tested and he keeps uh, you know showing up when the bell, when the bell rings. And delivering the goods. I would have been at a meeting today with him, uh, but instead I am here with you, and now we are also with him. And that's Congressman Van Drew on the heels of a meeting in Atlantic City relative to this colossally, horrifically bad idea of President Biden's to bring illegal migrants from New York City to Atlantic City International Airport. Congressman Van Drew, it's hard to believe that we're even talking about this, isn't it? It's unbelievable is the right thing, Harry. It's a pleasure to be on with you, as always. Uh, Let me say this. I want to make one thing really clear with this. You know, a number of years ago, Governor Murphy made New Jersey a sanctuary state. New York City said they were a sanctuary city. And what do you think is going to happen when you have funding for illegals to get Defense work, legal defense work, so they're not sent back. We actually have that funding in New Jersey. When you have funding to provide them with medical care, funding to ensure that they aren't removed from the country and sent back home, and that they, you're going to have complete immunity here, again, it's a sanctuary state. What yeah. do you think is going to happen? So it's great now how everybody's coming together, and I do appreciate that. But the bottom line is these open border policies are going to destroy this nation because, you know, it's not just going to be in Texas or Arizona or California. It is going to be in each and every state and every part of this great nation. And people should understand these are individuals that are coming across. Some of them are just poor folks that are looking for a better way of life, but they're doing it the wrong way. Some of them are bad actors, drug cartels, and they literally are establishing businesses in the United States of America and establishing a way of life. If you want to get across the border and you're illegal, you go to the drug cartels, you pledge to them that you'll sell drugs, you pledge to them that, you know, they will basically be your master in whatever crime they want you to commit. They are involved with drug trafficking, human trafficking, and every godforsaken thing in the world. And we are not even vetting these people well enough. So in every community, they are escaping, escaping into the community because it's catch and release. Yep. We catch them and they just let them go. We're giving them driver's licenses. And when they get driver's licenses, believe it or not, in New Jersey, then they can go and vote if they want to. This is bad stuff. So I'm glad we're fighting this. And I think we're going to fight as hard as we can 
I'm going to fight it every single day because it's wrong. It's wrong to our veterans, to the hardworking people in New Jersey that are paying high interest rates like rest of the country and who are paying high taxes, and they're going to even have to pay more if this kind of stuff goes on. So there's nothing good about this, and it just is amazing to me that literally they would think they could do this to South Jersey. And I put out a challenge there. You know, they said, well, Governor Murphy now, after silence for a number of days, he said he's against it. Well, you know what? He's good friends with the president of the United States. Time for him to directly contact the president. And I have, I'm have i contacting him as well, as, as well as Governor Murphy, and say, you know what? We don't want this in New Jersey. We don't want it at all. But it's going to be hard for him. But, it, Congressman, it is interesting, though, and those just joining us, it's United States Congressman Jeff Andrew. Now, you know why I said he always answers the bell, because he does. Uh, Congressman Van Drew, we know how enthusiastic Mayor Eric Adams was as a sanctuary city. They thought this was just fantastic. They're the beautiful people, and they're, they're doing what's right, and, and we're bragging that we're a sanctuary city. Well, guess what? They run out of kids' schools to, to close and turn into these types of facilities and kids' sports fields and, and the hotels that basically are destroyed now. Uh, and so guess what? He can't take any more. So now they, now they trash President Biden publicly, him and New York Governor Kathy Hochul, and now they want to make it our, our problem. We're not having any of this. Exactly. Uh, you know, I mean, I guess they're surprised. You know, it, it goes back to the old saying, rules for thee but not for me so it was okay to say oh yeah well because it looks good and it sounded good and shows how compassionate you are i think it shows zero compassion the people that are becoming involved with drugs do good american citizens uh but you know it was okay for new york city to say that as long as they were going somewhere else remember when they sent them to martha's vineyard and boy, those those millionaires and billionaires in Martha's Vineyard saw these people coming off the bus, and they sent them right back. Yep. Supposedly they're so compassionate yep. and liberal there, but not really. No, no, they they speak certain words, but when it comes to deeds, uh, and that's a great example. And really, it was a very effective. He got trashed for it, but when Governor Greg Abbott started sending these illegals around the country, that is when finally. The Democrat media could not ignore it anymore. Uh, as as long as it was just completely inundating Texas, Arizona, things like that, it seemed like they got they got away with people like. And by the way, what are we going to do with uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, this guy that testifies before Congress under oath that the border is secure? That can, that cannot be serious. If John McEnroe were here, he would say you cannot be serious. He testified to this, Congressman. He perjured himself. Yeah. He, he testified in front of my committee, the Judiciary Committee, twice, and he perjured himself. Um, this is a bad actor himself. He has done more harm to this nation. I know that Joe Biden loves him, but he has not fulfilled his obligation to protect the homeland and homeland security. And sincerely, both Biden and he need to have at least the impeachment inquiry. Agreed. We need to get the advanced subpoenas uh, that have to be moved more quickly and also better ability, investigatory ability that you get when you do an impeachment inquiry. Nobody should be afraid of that. Because By the way, I, Congressman, I don't want to give uh, Mayorkas any clearance here. 
But I, I have interpreted all of this as though he is strictly complying with the absolute policy of the president of the United States for us to have the open borders that we now have. This is not like he's some rogue agent and the president disagrees with him. This doesn't really get talked about enough. It's, it's almost like Biden isn't doing this, that it's not his policy. Mayorkas is carrying out the policy of the president. Are you in agreement with me on that? Absolutely. Um, and that's very clear. You know, it's a funny business with these folks because what they want to do is have these policies that are destroying our nation in so many different ways and but remove themselves from them. So they want to put it on Mayorkas. No, he's a bad guy because he's doing it. I got to tell you, if I had the job he did and the president told me to do that, I wouldn't. And if I had to leave the job, I would. Yeah. But if somebody tells you to do a bad thing, you don't do it. And so he has no character. He looks you right in the eye, and he, and he literally lies to you. And I'll tell you what, when he was before judiciary this last time, I asked him if he would resign right to his face. Yep. And he said, no, I will not. And then I right in his face, I said, then you should be impeached. That yeah, no, you were, you, 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 were, yeah, you were rock solid on that, and you've been the whole, the whole way. I know you have to go in two minutes, so I want to get this in. Since the Atlantic City International Airport, with the exception, I don't want to get into the weeds with Jimmy Fallon's audience on Fox Across America, with the exception of a small section that an authority in the state owns that they purchased from the city of Atlantic City. By the way, a deal I don't think the city ever should have made, but that's another story. The facility is a federal facility. Van Drew says no. Even Governor Murphy allegedly says no. All the local, all the county, all the our senators, everybody, all saying no. What if Joe Biden and Homeland Security says yes? What can we do? Well, I would tell you what Jeff Van Drew would do. Uh, I don't know that everybody's going to agree with me on this, but I would have buses there. And, you know, if, if we had a good sheriff, the sheriff's department and say, sorry, can't unload them here, and we'll even give you the ride back. i turn them back. I, I like that strategy. What? So you would provide transportation to have them taken somewhere else. Absolutely. And if the county of Atlantic is smart and if this happens, and I believe we're going to stop it, but if we don't, they should. That is a worthy expenditure. Drive them back, drop them off. Literally, you should drive them back, drop them off somewhere, and they should be sent back to from where they came. But that's up to them. But the bottom line is I would not allow them to come in the Atlantic City Airport. We have F-16s there. As you know, it's a 177 fighters. Um, that literally are protecting from Washington to New York. They're the first line of defense. Yeah. The only ones that do that. You have the FAA there, which is working on some highly technical, very important information that nobody should have access to and shouldn't be screwed around with. Uh, we were just at the FAA last week. They get billions, billions of attempt, uh, those attempting to actually cyber breach them. By the way, what I've said earlier today with Brian Kilmeade was the fact and it touches on what you just said, Congressman Van Drew, and I know you have to go, but I want to get this in. It's very important for those listening. This is not a New Jersey-centric, uh, selfish, oh, they're just bringing up New Jersey because they live there type of deal. The 177th Fighter Wing, if we have a September 11th, 2001 all over again or anything like that, this is the uh, organization that would scramble. Uh, this is serious, moment-of-truth type stuff, Congressman. It is. And to think that this administration 
would risk the safety and security and well-being of millions and millions yeah. of Americans just for its own political gain. Yeah, it's clear. Yeah. We, Congressman, you've said it before, and it sounds harsh, but it's, it's an assessment that I absolutely concur with. Our president doesn't care. He just doesn't. He never went to East Palestine. I should say Palestine. Uh, very, very slow with uh, Maui uh, and everything that's going on in Hawaii. He just doesn't seem to care. And when, by the way, he goes to Maui and he compares. Yeah, horrible. his kitchen fire. Yes. Unbelievable. It, I know. It's, 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 it's narcissism. Men, women, children and babies were roasted alive yeah. inside their cars. And he has the temerity to, you know, I'd say something else if I was on the radio, <laughs> compare and embellish a story. He didn't even tell the truth. He lied. No, he, it was a no, he, didn't, all, he didn't almost he lose the 67 Corvette. He didn't almost lose his wife. He didn't almost lose his house. Then after getting caught, even the Washington Post today called him out for all of these lies. He did it again yesterday when he said that uh, he had to move out of his house for seven months. He almost lost his house. A half of it almost collapsed. He, he, he literally, he, he cannot, it's, it goes his whole career, what he would lie about with law school, when he plagiarized Kinnock's life. You and I, Congressman, could go on and on. But let me leave you with a victory. And I know you're telling everybody to keep our eye on the prize and, and, and to not celebrate victory or anything like that. But this Danish firm that got all kinds of considerations from President Biden, from Governor Murphy, uh, this Orsted company, they have announced that they, and you immediately came out with a very sobering comment uh, that we wrote about last night in a column, this New Jersey offshore wind farm stuff off the coast of Atlantic City, off the coast of Ocean City, off the coast of all of New Jersey, this uh, Ocean Wind One project, delayed until at least 2026. And I think that means, Congressman, because we're going we're gonna to have a new president then. It's going to be a Republican, probably Trump. We're going to have a new majority in the Senate. You're going to keep the House. We're going to have a Republican governor in New Jersey, probably one or both houses in the New Jersey, New Jersey legislature, Republican majority. There's not going to be any support for this. I think they just, just didn't want to say it's over. So they said, we'll see you in three years. I think this is game over, and your leadership on this is noted. Well, I thank you, and we're going to. But this is a good time to continue the pressure, even heavier and harder. The lawsuits are going to continue to roll. Um, we're going to try to do things in Washington to prevent them moving forward. Uh, so there's there's a, we're going to have hearings. There's a, a new documentary that came out, Michael Schellenberger, with scientists and he's an investigative reporter to show how horrible this is and he's not a republican but he's just telling the truth so we have to keep up the pressure harder than ever you know we knocked them down uh minute they try to get back up like in the boxing room and you gotta knock them down again this is bad stuff yeah congressman the last interview i did with you on jimmy's show fox across america i said we have to find a way to play prevent north carolina dean smith prevent defense and put it past a certain date and time, we got our wish. Yes. So far, so good, but we need to even work harder. I will not give up on this until we hear them say we're walking away from the East Coast. We're walking away from New Jersey. Congressman, uh, on this Labor Day weekend, I wish you uh, well. Thank you for your leadership, and uh, good to visit with you today on Fox Across America. Thank you, Harry. The very best to you and yours, and all of your loyal listeners. Take care. Talk to you soon, sir. 
Congressman Jeff Andrew will be right back. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. The show that leaves you without hope or change. I'm telling you, man, this stuff will poison your mind. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Welcome back to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. With Mike and Josh, I'm Harry Hurley. Something that Mike, Josh, and I will be talking about a little bit later today on Jimmy's program. And it's really something has to be done. I don't know if this has to be uh, some kind of constitutional amendment, if this has to be something that is passed through legislation, uh, but something has to be done. And it's one of the questions that we're going to talk later in the program with Dr. Marty McCarry about, because anybody being honest, President Biden, come on, he he shakes the hands of people that aren't there. Uh, It goes on and on and on just with this crazy stuff. What he says, what he doesn't say, how he says it, everything that's going on. It's just it's just nuts. You have Senator Mitch McConnell and he's brain freezing now. It's very deeply disturbing. So you can see this is, I'm not a partisan person. You know, I, I, I'm a former official. I I call them as I see them. I liked basketball better than baseball, but I did both. And I call balls and strikes it's Biden, it's McConnell, it's Feinstein, it's Fetterman. It, you know, it, it, it goes on and on. And we have to figure this out. Now, you would think that the spouses would take care of business because you know your spouse would not allow you to embarrass yourself like this. I can only believe their thirst to attain power, to retain power. There's a reason that this is okay, but it's not okay. And what are we to do about this? I think we should have a national discussion, and I'm very, very clear to point out there are two things. There's biological age and there is chronological age. I know people more than 90 years old that are sharp as can be, driving, thriving, vital, incredibly sharp. And then there could be people 40 years younger, 50 years younger, that don't have it, that have mental acuity issues or other problems. So it is not age. All I keep seeing, uh, the polls, the President Biden is too old to be president or too old to run for a second term. It's not the 80 years, I promise you. It's his condition. It's biological versus chronological. We'll be right back. Stay with us. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Welcome to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon with Mike and Josh. My name is Harry Hurley. 
And we are, as a team, later in the program, Mike, Josh, and I, we're going to address the issue, not not in a cruel way. We're going to address the, the issue of President Joe Biden, Senator Mitch McConnell, Senator Dianne Feinstein, and Senator John Fetterman. And I'm sure there are more, but these are five at a very high level, or thereabouts, what, one, two, three, four, at a very high level. And we're going to get into that. We're also going to talk to Dr. Marty McCarry about that, who joins us now on Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon on the Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon Newsmaker Hotline, the distinguished John Hopkins University health policy expert and surgeon and Fox News all-star, Fox News contributor. Dr. McCarry, it's Harry. Welcome to Fox Across America, sir. Hey, good to be with you, Harry. Good to be with you. And I want to start with this. I know a lot of people are talking about the newest COVID-19 variant, and we're going to do that, and we're going to get to that. But I think we need a national conversation. You know, most of Americans, we're not doctors, but the old expression, we know something when we see it. If we see Mitch McConnell, Senator Mitch McConnell, to give him due respect, completely freeze in a way that is extremely scary looking, the look on his face, the fact that he's basically, it might be the wrong uh, literal definition, but looks catatonic, unable to speak, unable to move, frozen, brain freeze, whatever they call it. We know we know all the examples. We don't have to recite them chapter and verse regarding President Biden, uh, si- Senator Dianne Feinstein. And, and one of the saddest things I've ever seen when she was in her wheelchair and she couldn't uh, she didn't know that she was only supposed to vote. And she's given speeches and they're, they're telling her, just say I, just say I, just say I. And then she's so confused, and finally she says, just say I? Yeah, I. And, and it's just – it's so sad. And, of course, uh, that the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania knowingly sent Senator John Fetterman there is, is extremely sad. What, what do you as a doctor think about all this? Well, it's uh, embarrassing for these individuals, and I feel bad for them because, in part, some of these things can just be normal aging, Right. Brain fog, having even severe aphasia, which is when you can't say a word, you can think of the word, you just can't get it out. It's a very frustrating feeling. And it, these are people with long, distinguished careers. They've they've worked hard, whether people agree with their politics or not. Yeah. They've worked hard in government and public service. And to go down on the you know the last leg of their time in government service was such a humiliating experience. I feel bad for them. I do, too. In part, this is part aging. I do, too. And and let me double down on it. I mean, you take, like, most companies, if an employee could no longer do the job, they'd find some dignified way to retire you, have a dinner, give you a beautiful gold watch, you know, and, and you would leave with dignity. This stuff plays out on the biggest stages in the country or in, even in the world, and it is all the things that you said. Should we have something uh, – because I, I, I don't know if you agree with me on this. I'm not in the age-ism business. It's not that President Biden is 80. I know people I, – I, I knew someone over 100 and something, sharp as can be. There are people 90, 95, 97, 100, driving and vital and, and, and complete mental acuity. Uh, so it isn't the age. It's the condition. Should we have and, – and again, different ages – Biden, 80. Fetterman, I don't even know. Is he in his 40s? I, he's a young man, but he's got, you know, obviously he's got the issues from the uh, the stroke that he had. And 
And Senator McConnell, I'm not going to diagnose him, but he was sharp as a tack, and he fell, and I I think he had a a brain injury. And this is all of a sudden happening with him now, seemingly with regularity. Senator Feinstein has been the graduating type of, of effect over a period of the last several years. So should we have something that says you can't do this job anymore? I know we're a representative republic, and they get a four-year term, and the senators get a six-year term, so they have a term. But, And I know we've had presidents. Uh, Roosevelt was not well towards the end, and we've had other presidents and other people that weren't well. But it's a different, I think, time and more visible now with everything being so you know, digitally instant and so on. Should we have something that handles issues like this? Well, first of all, I couldn't agree more, Harry, that I have met 100-year-old individuals in my time as a physician who are sharp as a tack. And one of them even told me, hey, the first 50 is the hardest. (laughs) That's great. And these guys are funny, they're quick. (laughs) But um, we do have a system where if we as physicians feel that somebody cannot safely drive, then they have to undergo some test in order to drive. There is a system where all pilots have to undergo some sort of physical uh, and mental cognitive test beyond a certain age so that we ensure public safety. And now, on one hand, people would say, look, if you had somebody you know, acting with this kind of incredible age-related aphasia and dementia in charge of any company in America, if they were CEO of any publicly traded company, investors would run for the hills, right? You wouldn't buy stock in a company run by somebody who has that sort of public persona. On the flip side, the government is set up so that it's not subject to interpretation. Medically unfit for your job. Imagine somebody said, you're medically unfit. You'll find some doctor in America to say they've got mental problem, and they could use that to remove somebody from office. So that's the other side of the coin. I remember when uh, John McCain was running for president, he turned over this book. It was so thick. I don't even know how they binded it. It was it was had to be a thousand pages or something. And it was, oh, we need more. We need more. We need more. Now we know he had, you know, the, the, the things that he had initially, the appearance was the skin cancer and things removed and, th- and stuff like that. Uh, but we're, we're seemingly somewhat transparent at the point in time maybe when someone's auditioning, when they're the candidate. But they get the office, and then I, – I don't know if you agree with me on this, Dr. McCary, but I think that we have not been given uh, an appropriate amount of information about President Biden's uh, health or unhealth uh, since he's been the president of the United States. There's been very little ever provided to us about him. Well, somebody on the reporting side noticed that he had an indentation on his cheek from like a strap. I saw that. And then the White House said, oh, well, he has sleep apnea and he's using a CPAP. And that's kind of the mode of discovery right now. And he shouldn't be ashamed of it. A lot of people have sleep apnea and, and it's something that should be discussed. But that can explain some of the sort of daytime fatigue. Right, because those who don't know, those episodes, that they're rough. I mean, you, you actually, you stop breathing and then you start breathing again. And you, this goes yo-yo on and off kind of thing. And then what, that CPAP machine keeps the airway open, correct? 
Yeah, and there's a lot of treatments for sleep apnea, not just CPAP. So it's, a, I mean, I would guess a quarter of America struggles with sleep. Sure. So and and, and it was one of those things where you, you you couldn't miss. I mean, it was like the thing was still on the indent. Obviously, he had just taken it off right before, shortly before he came to the public appearance, and you see the indent of the strap. I mean, like, like, like a football player wearing their chin strap or something. It made like the perfect indent. So they come clean after being busted. But I do think in terms of disclosure, that should be something that the American people are prized, shouldn't it? It tells us that we're not getting the full story yeah. from the press reports, right? We're, we're, we're definitely not being told the truth. All right, let's let's go on to this newest COVID-19 variant because it is starting to get some buzz and a lot of people don't want to hear, please stop, don't start this again. I don't want the face masks. I don't want, and as we know, some colleges put them back into effect and, you know, there's, there's, there's chatter right now. So this new variant, if I have it correct, is something like BA-286. And what can you tell us about it and also about this new vaccine that the president talked about that he said uh, would be available in the fall, I think, is what President Biden said. Well, first of all, if people are wearing masks and taking an additional booster vaccine now. You're going to do that for the rest of your life, right? Because this is the normal seasonal respiratory pathogen uh, sort of passage of time where in the South, more so in the air conditioning season, as we just saw with a wave of COVID in, in the North in the traditional winter, you're going to see a whole bunch of respiratory viruses come through. COVID is now one of one of those many, about a dozen or so respiratory viruses. We can live in fear or you can live your life. And I'm not okay. suggesting, you know, just bite the bullet, but you don't have good options. I mean, live in profound social isolation, which has its own harm, yep. or, um, you know, accept some risk in order to have a life like you do when you get into a car. We're seeing mild infections. We're not seeing hospitals overrun. We don't even have accurate numbers from the CDC. They're massively inflated, um, which makes the problem seem different to different people, depending on what news source they listen to. You know, if you're Sonia Sotomayor at the Supreme Court, if you remember, she said, we have 100,000 kids in the hospital. Well, the real number was like 1,300 yeah, over not, several months. Yeah, not close. Right. But if you're listening to NPR and CNN, you probably truly believe that there's yeah. 100,000 kids. Well, and when a responsible person, even though she's not a doctor, when a responsible person like a associate justice of the United States Supreme Court says something, you want to you want to believe that they wouldn't say something like that if they didn't have their facts straight. What about the new vaccine? Is there anything different about it or just it's paired to the new variant or what's up with the new vaccine? Yes, yeah, so I have a piece in today's Wall Street Journal about this new round of boosters. There's a new vaccine altogether, newly designed. This is different from the previous vaccines. It was designed on a variant that circulated earlier this year called the XBB variant. And they're going to recommend it for every single American over age 12, regardless of natural immunity. The CDC has got their meeting lined up in 10 days. The FDA is expected to approve it before that meeting, and they're going to push this thing hard. And we have no human outcomes clinical data on this new vaccine whatsoever. So I think before we start pushing this vaccine, we should see some clinical data. Pfizer made $100 billion on their vaccine and COVID treatments. They can afford to do a little clinical trial 
to show us that it works. Right now, we've got this crazy process where Biden said last week that the new vaccine, which is yet to be FDA approved, that it works, that it's necessary. FDA hasn't even approved it yet. Is this our new process? There's a cozy relationship with private meetings behind closed doors between Pfizer and Moderna and the White House, and then they tell the FDA to to approve it with no clinical data? I mean, this making a mockery of the scientific process and our FDA regulatory process. Imagine if this had been under another administration. Oh, please. Just imagine the outrage. By the way, I thought now I, I don't believe there's an emergency that is in effect. So there aren't these incredible executive, almost dictatorial powers. Wouldn't this be responsible to go through the usual process with the trials and, you know, and and uh, peer review and showing that, hey, these are things that happened to this number of people during the trials. When did we ever get in the business of just take it? It's OK. Yeah. Pfizer says, hey, you know, we come we have a new vaccine, rah, rah. And the White House says, great, we're going to recommend it. No one asks to see data. No, there's no human clinical outcomes data whatsoever. Wow. Uh, so it's very concerning. Now, we've required data for everything that the FDA approves, with the exception of the flu shot. Now, people who say, we don't need a trial for the new COVID vaccine, look at the flu shot. Well, guess what? The flu shot has a 50-plus year safety record. Flu shot is very low risk. The flu shot is an inactivated protein. Okay, the COVID vaccine is still relatively novel. We've got all kinds of unexplored data with complication rates as high as one in 556 doses, according to the Freeman study published in vaccine, and kids are at risk of myocarditis as high as one in 3,000 young males. So when 100 colleges say they're going to require the COVID vaccine, either the new one or previous, they're requiring healthy young people who have no risk of COVID mortality, no appreciable risk of long COVID, you're requiring them to subject subject themselves to a risk of heart myocarditis. So overall, the vaccine booster requirements in college give results in a net public health harm. Wow. Okay, it doesn't mean I'm pro or anti-vaccine. That's the that's what the data shows. We published that. Dr. Tracy Beth Hogan, Benai Prasad, and I get your flu shot. It's a good match this year. Yeah. But the COVID shot, <laughs> the case is not compelling for somebody who's not super high risk. Everything you said about the flu vaccine, I have such confidence. I I take it every year with absolute confidence, and I am very much suspect to to this new vaccine and everything that you said. There there should be much more disclosure. Wish we had more time. We're out of time. I, I thank you so much for everything you do, Dr. McCary. Have a great day. Good to be with you, Harry. Thanks. Good to be with you, sir. One of the absolute greats. What I didn't have a chance to get into, and I wish we could have, I wanted to find out for sure if this mRNA technology is still sort of the vehicle shuttle for the COVID-19 vaccine. We'll get that information for you next time. We'll be right back. Don't go away with Mike and Josh. I'm Harry in for Jimmy. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. The critics have spoken. It's a mess. It's a mess. This is Fox Across America. Welcome back to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, with Mike and Josh, Harry Hurley filling in. I am in total agreement with Congressman James Homer about something that he said 
very, very recently, late last night. He is all for a President Biden impeachment inquiry, and so am I. I mean, my goodness, with all these bank records and everything that is already known, that's completely incontrovertible, that if if these were Trump family members, forget about it. Uh, you, You can only imagine it would be like those Trump documents that they have all spread out that the FBI set with the envelope, top confidential, top secret, have it all like neat and, you know, fanned out. This would be so much further along. But because it's Biden and there's a Biden protection program, you, you wait a year and two months to get information. They delay and obfuscate and all these things. So I agree with Comer. A President Biden impeachment inquiry is imminent and it is necessary. And there is likely a consensus where they'll have the votes, because keep in mind, you have only a five vote majority and you have districts where a Democrat, if a Republican takes the wrong position on a certain issue, it can be the difference between that district being Republican represented or Democrat represented. It's easy for some that can cast this vote or or say the things that they say almost with impunity. But you, I, I'm understanding to the ones that are in total, you know, unpredictable swing districts that these races come down to a couple hundred to a couple thousand votes. So Comer is right, in my opinion, on the inquiry. He says, caution, when Republicans impeach Bill Clinton, they lost the majority. I remember it. I was on the air. I was a young broadcaster at the time, maybe a year into our show, a couple years maybe. Uh, no doubt that Bill Clinton benefited in every way that you can. Public support, polling, financing, with all of it. So be careful, especially in a presidential election year, with impeachment. But inquiry, yes, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Welcome back to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon with Mike and Josh. My name is Harry Hurley filling in today for the great Jimmy Fallon, who I promise you will be back very soon. Congressman Russell Fry, one of the greats, he represents South Carolina's 7th Congressional District. He's a member of the House Judiciary Committee with my dear friend and my my congressman, Jeff Andrew, and House Oversight and Reform Committee member. So as we go in the age of weaponization of everything, judiciary, DOJ, FBI, IRS, I mean, you name it, the weaponization of everything – If I were a member of Congress, these would be the two committees that I would want to be on. I feel they're the most relevant, and you can make such a difference. Congressman Fry, welcome to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It's always good to be on the show, and and, uh, I'm excited about it. Thanks for having me today. It is a pleasure. I was making a comment that I thought would be a great um, setup for your appearance here this morning, and it's this sort of – philosophy or discussion that's going on right now, impeachment inquiry of President Biden. And my goodness, there is so much information, so so many corporations, so many millions of dollars, so many documents, so many things that you have that, that would make that, to me, a no-brainer. I could see yep. if you have a member that's in a nightmare district that, that was decided by 200 votes or 2,000 votes, 
and one issue could be the difference between winning or or losing and the seat switching to Democrat. I can understand maybe filing articles of impeachment right now or even at any time could be a tough one for certain members. And as we know, you only have a a majority of five. So it it really has to be like the whole team has to agree. It would seem to me that certainly the starting point, safe starting point would be an impeachment inquiry where you say, look, there's a lot here and we want to investigate it. Is that that's a reasonable position, don't you think? I think so. And, and again, if you back up too, if you said impeachment inquiry in January when we first got there, people would have scratched their heads and said, what, what about? I mean, there's a, there was a lot out there. But again, no one had really connected the dots or all the information that we've had in the last six, seven months has not come out into the public space at this point. So it wasn't time for that at that particular moment. But I've said, and I think for months, we've been ready to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, I might be in a safer district than some. But regardless, this is, the, like you said, this is the not lo- logical next step to doing our work. It, it, it restores, I think, what impeachment is supposed to be, which is unlike what the Democrats did. Uh, but again, we're letting the facts dictate where we go. This isn't yeah. just a political pursuit. This, these are the facts that we've been able to uncover like painstakingly uncover over several months, uh, but they all lead to this point, which is we need to know if Joe Biden is compromised on the world stage. Exactly. And the American people deserve that answer, because if that is affecting decisions that are being made, uh, to quote President Nixon, we need to know if our president is a crook. Uh, We need to know that because there's a lot here and uh, Hunter Biden's own writings uh, provide a roadmap. You know, now we learn through the National Archives, you know, NARA, that there's 5,400 emails, at least. They copped to 5,400. took a year and two months for them to, to answer. This is why it's, your job is also, Congressman Fry, so challenging. Because, look, if the other side wants something, I promise you, if, if Jack Smith wants something, you know, he doesn't even have to ask. It's, it's being volunteered to him. Hey, you, you need Trump's attorney to, to talk to you and we'll turn him against his own client? Yeah, yeah, we, you'll get it. Go to this Washington, D.C. judge. Hey, then I'll move the whole case to Florida after I get every you know crooked thing I want. Yeah. So they get everything they want the easy way. You get it the hard way. Uh, right. and, and it's tough. I mean, you know, thank God there's some courageous people. Remember, Alexander Vindman colonel was a hero uh for some reason shapley and ziegler uh they're not getting the heroes uh welcome uh, by the democrat media uh but vindman was a hero so it's real tough what you're doing it does take time i love the inquiry uh way of going about it here's what i want to tread on lightly the impeachment thing i think at the end of the day with everything we know now if we didn't learn anything else joe biden should be impeached but being impeached in, a, in this election year, we saw what happened with Bill Clinton. He became a sympathetic character. Uh, it helped him, helped him in every way. I don't think impeachment, articles of impeachment, I would say that could come after the election. I, th- I love the fact that President Biden would justifiably be under investigation, that there would be a, a congressional impeachment inquiry which is deserved under the circumstances. Right. And I agree with your chairman, Comer, tread carefully on articles of impeachment because that could actually hurt your cause. It could. And I think that's why it's so important, not only for our our slim majority and people who might be a little bit squeamish, but just quite frankly, the American people. 
if there's something there, you need to cross every T and dot every I. The media is not going to do it for you. The government bureaucrats that have been stonewalling you for months are not going to do it for you. And in fact, they're going to look for any opportunity to erode trust in what you're doing. Correct. And so it's so important. And look, it's frustrating because we all want the answer. We all want the truth. We want it out there now for the American people to see. Um, but you have to put it together in such yeah. a way that 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 is respectful of the process. That's right. And then rallies the American people to you. And, and because, and as again, you say, Congressman Fry, you're going to be undermined. The the, the pro Biden Democrat media, legacy media, whatever we want to call them. Remember when Trump and you were there, when Trump's being impeached, it's Congress is impeaching the president. Uh, if Biden's under investigation, it's Republicans are investigating Biden. So it's a whole different ballgame right out of the Correct. just that just that alone jades the whole thing. No, you're exactly right. So, look, we, we, we let the facts dictate the course. We let the facts continue to guide us. Um, and to your point. I think that it's beyond – it's well past time. I mean you think about what happened with Nixon and what, what led up to those circumstances with, you know, with his administration. I think we are well past Nixon oh, yeah. um, as far as egregious actions uh, that, that at least we can see now. And again, we don't even have the full picture because we haven't gotten all the information yet. Uh, I think this is the logical step. We're there. We're ready for it. Uh, And for anyone who doesn't think that we're ready, I just have to ask the question, where you been for six, seven months? Because this this stuff has been coming out every single week. There's a new revelation. uh, And it just there's never been a week that's gotten better for the Biden administration or his presidency or his son. Uh, it's just gotten worse, and in fact, so bad that the, the mainstream media is begrudgingly having to cover it at this it's point. It's true. It's true. Kicking and screaming. What did you think? I'm so curious, Congressman Fry, and those just joining us, it's Congressman Russell Fry of South Carolina, 7th Congressional District, member of the House Judiciary Committee, member of the House Oversight and Reform Committee, the two most important committees right now, in my opinion. I, obviously, you could say ways and means. There's a lot of important committees, but this is huge, especially with everything that's going on in our country. What did you think when you heard confirmation from the National Archives that they had 5,400 emails from then Vice President Joe Biden in real time while he's the vice president? Winds up he's writing like two a day if you work seven days a week, two a day, Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, under J.B. Ware and all these crazy pseudonyms. I mean, it seems crooked as can be. It does. And, and part of me, part of me was shocked, although I shouldn't have been right. But part of me was shocked just because, holy cow, there's, there's three synonyms that we know of right now, right. 5,400 emails uh, from a president who can't string two sentences together. But they have this course of conduct here. And then you just go, my gosh, like the, the depth, uh, I think in, the, in the, one of the transcripts um, or one of the emails from Hunter to uh, Devin Archer, he's like, oh, we all need to go buy, you know, burner phones. The depths of yeah. deception that Burner have phones. gone on for years is just shocking. And then to see this where they're using government alias or government you know, email addresses and fake names to transact these types of things, that is – I mean that's just shocking. But again, it goes back to the course of conduct we've seen over and over and over again with WhatsApp messages, with text messages, with yep. the, the money laundering schemes and layering things through foreign corporations, and, yep. and then eventually it hits our shores. 
you know, the, the threats. I'm sitting here with my father, and he's right beside me. You know, Devin Archer's talk, discussion about the Biden brand. Five million I mean, for one just, Biden and five million for another Biden. I mean, it's right? all doc, it's then, all documented. What did you think? <laughs> I, I love playing the what did you think? What did you think, Congressman Fry, when you learned that there were at least 20 different bank accounts these these are not companies with bricks and mortar. They're, they don't sell widgets. They don't sell tires or 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 you know Floby hair dryers and hair cutting machines. They have no business. There's nothing traded other than influence. It looks like political graft all the way. It looks right. exactly you know with President Trump, my former boss, right now facing racketeering charges. Anybody that that knows the law says these accounts are the way the mob does their racketeering there were these these are not companies they're just bank accounts and they move the money from here to here and here to here and all the biden grandkids and all the family members all get this money i mean what what are we to believe about this well when i when i heard about 20 bank accounts um my immediate reaction you know several months ago was this is way bigger and way deeper than i initially thought and i think quite frankly the american people thought is uh, they went about this very methodically. This wasn't just reckless. They thought about their moves. They thought about how they were going to approach things. Uh, and again, I mean, you, you, this same pattern of conduct throughout. But when you when you hear for the first time twenty LLCs, twenty separate bank accounts, twenty separate articles of incorporation, and tax filings that you have to make, that's just a night. I mean, it's a nightmare to keep up with that. And so you know that it has to be deep. No one has 20 LLCs. I mean, nobody has that many LLCs for just shell companies. That's all this was. They weren't holding a, a piece of real estate. They weren't you know, controlling a, a legitimate business interest. It was just like you said. It was a company and a tax filing number and a bank account, yep. and that was, that was it. And the one person that said the way they have this set up, it'll take 100 years to unravel it all. Uh, that's why it's very right. fortunate that you have whistleblowers. I, I have to say – the whistleblowers in this iteration, this era, I have so much respect for. And it's always tough to be a whistleblower. But when right. you're Colonel Vindman, he was shown incredible respect uh, and and the way that a whistleblower is supposed to be protected. I think you'll agree with this, Congressman Fry. Shapley and Ziegler, they're not being protected by the government the way that whistleblowers are supposed to be protected. This is terrible. No, in fact— in fact, they're being demonized. So yes. The, you know, the day before you testify before Congress, you know, you, you have a mysterious phone call from the main Department of Justice about looking into your allegations. And I mean, it just has the tendency to chill the speech that you're trying to deliver uh, and the, the whistle that you're trying to blow. Yeah. Um, they haven't had the same level of respect. And in fact, I mean, the media struggled with it for a little bit uh, because you have one of them was a, a Democrat. And, you know, so they're trying to come out with this partisan lens that doesn't fit the narrative. Uh, and, and they've been incredibly brave, at great risk to themselves and their careers. Yes. How about how about this whole situation with David Weiss, uh, Merrick Garland, our attorney general, saying that he had all the powers of a special counsel? Uh, we know he did not. Uh, the whistleblowers right. have testified to that, and clearly Merrick Garland has made him a special counsel, and we've learned that, that the, the California and Washington, D.C. would not consider charges, and Hunter Biden has had five and a half years of, you know, just let it wither on the vine. Many of the serious uh, charges have expired with the statute of limitations. Uh, it, right. It's still slow ball, 
Trump, though, let's get him in court if you're Jack Smith January 2nd. And if you're um, uh, Judge Chunkin, uh, she says uh, March 4th, the man gets handed 12.8 million uh, documents in one case. But rush, rush, rush. We got to get you in. The other guy gets six years. You get five months. I mean, this is anybody that says there's a two tier system of justice. They're not lying. You hit the nail on the head. I mean, you think about this, the sheer amount of evidence, millions and millions of pages on the Trump case that, that the defense counsel has to go through. If you get a DUI in the state of South Carolina or you get a, a burglary charge in Colorado, you're not going to be tried within a year. You're it's just true. not. It's, like, true. it's going to take over a year for all the discovery to take place and to get to a point where you can prepare for and have a trial. Here, you got millions of pages of documents that defense counsel has to go through, not only read it, but synthesize and understand and prepare for a trial in, what, six months? Yep. It's unheard of. And and the judge said that's because the citizens have the right to a speedy trial, which you and I both know the defendant has that right. If, say, a judge or government is keeping someone jailed, a a citizen has the right to a speedy trial, uh, not not the government. So they're they're purposely, uh, you know, doing what they're doing, and, and it, it's just awful. About a minute left in our interview. Let me give you a closing comment on uh, where where do you think this whole – will we get an impeachment inquiry? Is it imminent? I would hope so, and, and, and to the extent that it's not, I would invite any Republican to ask any of us on the committee. I'd ask, I'd ask them to come forward. Sometimes you may be a little slower. You don't understand whatever the case is. I think we are ripe for it. I think the time has never been better. I think the evidence is overwhelming and compelling uh, that we need to go down this route. And so for me, at least from what I can tell from uh, Chairman Comer, Jordan, Speaker McCarthy, this is the, the, the logical next step. And to the extent it's not, let me have an hour with you to show you this. I like because that. Because it's so black and white. Like and we're that. ready for this. We've never been readier for it. One quick follow-up, 30 seconds or so. How come we never hear a word from special counsel, uh, her, H-U-R, for those that don't even know who I'm speaking about? We hear nothing from him. We, yet we have updates and speeches, sweaty speeches by Jack Smith. I mean, what goes here? <laughs> because for some it's the show, and it's, uh, it's, sad that the, it's sad that the justice system is being used for political purposes. But that's where we are right now, and that's why – you know, Republicans, conservatives from the grassroots all the way up to Congress are pushing back on this because, the, I mean, I watched Tucker's interview the other day with, with uh, uh, the president of, of Hungary, and it was shocking the things that he said. Like, you, you don't see this but for, you know, but in communism, you know, communist countries. That's where we are right now. Uh, and so we have to get that back. The rule of law matters. This country matters. Uh, and we can't we can't continue down that road. I, it's true. Charging your political opponents makes you a third world nation, a banana republic. It really does. We don't yep. do that. We never did it until now. I know we have to go. Congressman Fry, great to be with you. Thank you for your service. You too. Thank you so much. You, have a good weekend. You're welcome, sir. We'll be right back. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Don't go anywhere. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We'll be right back. Welcome back. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon with Mike and Josh. Harry Hurley filling in. All right, let me just give you the latest example of how dishonest our president is. He's putting in for a 5.2% pay raise. Look, I know there are very good government employees that work really hard 
But I will tell you in the private sector, 5.2% pay raises aren't happening. You're lucky to get 2%, maybe uh, you know, in a good year, a little bit more than that. But you're not getting 5.2% pay raises. Here's what President Biden gets away with. He speaks about how Bidenomics is working, how people have more money in their pocket, even though none of that is true. It doesn't work. And people don't have more money in their pocket. And 71 percent or thereabouts of the American people are literally paycheck to paycheck. He's going to to Title V, Sections 5303 and 5304 of the United States Code to give government employees a 5.2 percent raise because he is citing poor economy as the exemption and the qualifier. He says the economy's great. It's incredible. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Welcome back. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon with Mike and Josh, Harry Hurley, filling in today. For the great Jimmy Fallon, who will be back very soon, it is hard to believe that we've made it to the Labor Day weekend, the summer that has just flown by. I haven't talked to anyone yet that hasn't said the same thing, that this is the fastest summer that they can ever remember. And it doesn't really matter. I mean, obviously, there's been a lot of challenging things going on, so it doesn't have to be a euphoric, happy, joy, joy, uh, day after day for something to go fast. It can go fast. A lot of people say the pandemic went very fast, and that, that lasted years so it it is all it's not a dress rehearsal it is all it is all happening in real time and all going very very quickly we're going to talk this segment about the border crisis and give ownership where it is deserved this is biden's border crisis because fr- and we're going to talk to tom holman who did a fabulous job uh when he held a very very important position within homeland security He was the former acting ICE director. He's a visiting fellow at the Heritage Foundation and a Fox News contributor that you see regularly. And the man is intellectually honest, and he's just so incredibly brilliant on these issues about what works and what doesn't work. The border, it's always a challenge. But the philosophy of the previous president, Trump, building border wall, Doing the job in terms of enforcement, keeping people in Mexico, President Biden saw the need, and it's very juvenile, to overturn everything. See, we're supposed to, if something's working, it doesn't matter whose idea it is. Because, you know, they put Trump policies back in effect when they can no longer deny the crisis, which they they even Corinne Jean-Pierre still says crazy stuff. She said yesterday that and Fox and Friends captured it or I should say Fox News Channel. We're going to reference Fox and Friends in just a moment with Brian. But Fox News Channel captured it all. Corinne Jean-Pierre said yesterday that President Biden has done more in terms of enforcement on the border than any president in history. I mean, if there if you would spontaneously combust For telling a lie like that, it would have happened. Poof. She'd be gone. That is so blatantly dishonest. The citizens of this country paid for border wall to not be installed, paid the contracts for the border wall that we paid for. 
to not be installed. With Biden saying all the time, not another foot of border wall while I'm president. Well, why would you do that? Why would you let communities be ravaged with all kinds of things from home invasions to all kinds of problems? Why would you do that? So this is Biden's border crisis. New York is often referred to as the greatest city in the world. That was said without apology for a long, long time. Look at what's going on. Look at New York. Look at Los Angeles. Look at San Francisco. Look at Chicago. Look at Philadelphia, Portland, Seattle. You just keep going. What do they all have in common? Major cities that were once great, that are in declination, that are all run by Democrats. You can't deny any of that. No one can. You could, but you would be lying. And then you look at these crazy things. One of these crazy jurisdictions in California, they they ruled on behalf of um, people that were protesting, because that word is used very loosely. Nobody on, on January 6th, they weren't protesting. They were insurrectionists. But the people that were lighting fires and assaulting police officers and all of that, they're protesters, you see. Remember the quote? Fiery but mostly peaceful protests. That That's the way that the summer of love went. These were protesters. And do you know, in a number of cases, it's really not an infrequent result. The protesters have been paid. I don't know what they're being paid for, but businesses aren't being reimbursed for their buildings being destroyed, for all of their products being stolen. How many of the stores have we seen that have to move out of all of these cities that I'm mentioning? They have to just close shop because they literally cannot withstand the daily theft that's taking place. And isn't it crazy, the two-tiered system of justice we have? They go, they're processed, and they're released with cashless bail. President Trump gets $200,000 bail that he has to post. Rudy Giuliani, 150000 I mean, you can't make this stuff up. A president of the United States and America's mayor. One of the defendants is in jail. The judge decided that he's likely to reoffend. I mean, what is this? It's, it's remarkable what's going on. But truly violent people. You see the Fox News Channel video. They go in. Sometimes they're on little motorbikes or bicycles with baskets on wheels. They just go in and they take whatever they want and they leave. And even if they get caught, they're out before the ink's dried on the charging documents. Somebody recently had something like 191 like pending court cases. The person's not going to go to any of them. So these blue cities now have gotten to the point where they can't handle the influx of the migrants. So you have actually, and I, I, I really hate that it's happened because it's not good for our country, but it needed to happen in order to fix the problem because you had all the Democrats supporting Biden, going along with the big lie that the border is secure, and we know it's not. 
and that, that is plural, borders, southern border, other borders, not secure. And now finally, New York City Mayor Eric Adams and the New York Governor Kathy Hochul, they now daily are fighting with each other publicly. So you can imagine they probably tried to work it out you know, within the family, and they couldn't. So they go public now and trash each other. So it's it's very interesting because it's 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 quite a phenomenon. You actually have Adams versus Hochul, Hochul versus Adams, because Adams says, "Hey, not just migrants here. You you got to put them all over the state." But New York City, in fairness to Adams, is disproportionately having the migrants inundate the once greatest city in the world. So they're fighting with each other, and it's almost like fake wrestling because at the same time, both of them are a tag team. So individually, they're in like a steel cage match with the ladder and everything, doing the big superfly Jimmy Snuka. Uh, I think Josh is going to like that one. You know, fly, fly, uh, come fly with me from the, the top of the steel cage. So they're in a steel cage match with each other. But then they're a tag team. They're like Chief J. Strongbow and Billy White Wolf. They're the tag team champions. They're going after President Biden every day. And if you're a vintage wrestling fan, you'll know the uh, the Chief J. Strongbow and Billy White Wolf. I don't have time to tell the story, but because of one of my best friends, I spent incredible hang time with Chief J. Strongbow. Incredible. Because I watched him as a child, and oh my gosh, it was amazing uh, to meet him. So that's why I threw that in. It was a little homage there. So in any event, they're fighting each other. The two of them are fighting President Biden, and none of this ever went public ever during most of the first two and a half years of the Biden presidency. The point I'm making is that this has gotten so bad that they can't keep it within the family anymore. They can't continue the big lie because don't forget, Mayor Eric Adams was very proud that New York City is a sanctuary city. Well, if you're a sanctuary city, then you're going to get migrants. And now they're complaining because it's too many. And you can see what's happening in terms of facilities that they're using, hotels, schools, gymnasiums, sports fields. The harbor area, I mean, there's just, as as Mayor Adams said as recently as yesterday that I saw, and I'm sure he has said it again today, he's saying it every day, that they are like this 0.5% of the population, and yet they have such a disproportionate amount of migrants being sent. So the good news here is, and it was really smart, and I know the Democrat media went bananas at first, and so did the different municipalities, Chicago and New York and so on. They went crazy about it. But when Abbott started sending the migrants to their cities, oh, all of a sudden, it's a whole different ball game. Well, why? You're the sanctuary city. They're just, unfortunately, the border state that disproportionately gets affected by this. So you look at all these major cities, and it's impossible to say. You could say it. 
but it's impossible to say it and be telling the truth that anything other than an unbelievable degradation, declination in quality of life in terms of these municipalities not being safe, uh, the violence, the, the vandalism, the theft, it, it, is, it is unbelievable. So now that the Governor Abbott is sending migrants to L.A., to New York City, to Chicago, to Washington, D.C., oh, all of a sudden, boo-hoo, boo-hoo, because it was just fine for you, but not fine for me. And now I can tell you this is coming to my neck of the woods. President Biden, because of the public criticism of Mayor Adams in particular, but also New York State Governor Hochul, he sent a communication from him through Homeland Security saying that these 11 facilities that the federal government has control of are available for you to send migrants to them. One of them is the Atlantic City International Airport, my airport, in my town. Governor Murphy didn't know anything about this before it happened. That's terrible on Joe Biden's part. You, you, you should never put out a communication that says something like this that you know. You, you know, Come on, even Joe Biden, who's not really with it, has to know that Governor Murphy and many other people, they're going to absolutely get crushed with this news. Congressman Van Drew, immediately, I interviewed him within probably two minutes of this happening, this communication, this letter. And we had a great conversation about it and what he was going to do about it. And Congressman Van Drew visited this morning on Fox and Friends And this is what he had to say about what could be happening in the state of New Jersey and in Atlantic City and the Atlantic City International Airport in particular. Josh, cut 32. This is a town of 50,000 people. Uh, Atlanta County can't do it. This town can't do it. It should have never happened. Hopefully it won't happen. We're going to fight this with every ounce of strength that we have, it is the wrong thing. You know, when we said what was happening at the southern border was going to affect the entire United States of America, this is what happens. It's not just, I want people that are listening out there, this is not just an Arizona problem or a Texas problem or a California problem. This is a United States of America problem. And now they want to come into our beautiful county, our beautiful South Jersey, and try to ruin that as well. And he's absolutely right. That's United States Congressman Jeff Andrew from New Jersey's 2nd Congressional District, which is the district where the migrants would be sent. Now, how do you run that facility that is so I don't even have time to explain how secretive this facility is, how involved they are with Homeland Security from the 177th fighter wing to all kinds of other things that take place in this facility. It's completely unacceptable, inappropriate unworkable to even think of this. But this is what you get when they create this emergency and fake like it's not one and just don't even consider the implications and just do this kind of thing. As Congressman Van Drew said, every state is now a border state and we have to approach it that way. It's going to get worse and elections have consequences. We've got to do something about it. 
and Van Drew is doing all that he can. The other elected officials the same. We'll be back. Much more important content straight ahead, including a visit later in the hour with Tom Holman, who knows a whole lot more than, than, than I won't speak for you than I do about this issue. And we have a lot of questions for Tom coming up later in the hour on Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. The show that's standing up to big tech. Get those nerds! Nerd! Nerd! You're listening to Fox Across America. We are back. Welcome back to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, with Mike and Josh. Harry Hurley filling in today for the great Jimmy Fallon. Now, this is one member of the media... National Review, been around a long time, conservative magazine that I think a lot of Jimmy's listeners have at least heard of, even if you don't read it. Uh, They are calling for United States Senator Mitch McConnell to leave his leadership position. They appear to not have gone as far as that he should leave his seat. And you see, there's a reason for this. Take California, for example. Adam Schiff wants to be the next United States Senator from California. Uh, There are people urging that Diane Feinstein must not leave her position because if she leaves the position, then Gavin Newsom, Governor Gavin Newsom, gets to pick an interim U.S. senator. And, you know, once you have the position, you got you have a real leg up in order to be able to keep it because you would have it for a period of time before the election and then you'd be running as an incumbent. It's a lot of advantages and the institution and the institutional systems that get behind that. So it's pretty clear, and and I don't have time to tell you how low I hold Adam Schiff in my esteem. Uh, He's just, he is terrible. I I find him to be completely dishonest. Remember, he said he had all this proof about President Trump, and then we got the truth from the Mueller report. And nothing, nothing he said was true. I do think that McConnell should leave the leadership post. You've now had multiple health scares, and they're really scary ones. You know, they can say he was tired or, you know, but when you're tired, you're not going catatonic. And it's scary, and the position is really important, whether you're majority leader or minority leader. It's a very important position. And look, he was terrific during many of the judicial things with President Trump. They did a great job together. I, I credit McConnell with keeping Merrick Garland. Now, you've seen him in opera, in, in, at, at work. Imagine if Merrick Garland was on the United States Supreme Court for life. My goodness, it's unfathomable to me. So I agree uh, that McConnell should step down from the leadership position. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We are back. Welcome to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon with Mike and Josh. My name is Harry Hurley, filling in today for the great Jimmy Fallon, who will be back in the very near future. On the Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon Newsmaker Hotline is Tom Homan, who did a fabulous job as our acting ICE director. He's a visiting fellow at the Heritage Foundation, and he's a Fox News contributor and a great one. You can imagine, if you've ever done a job and you really worked hard, and you were making a difference, 
and you had something more buttoned down than it had ever been buttoned down before. And then you have to watch the next crowd come in and not only break it, but purposely break it. It, it, it. I have to say, and I've never posed this question to you, Tom, and welcome to Jimmy's program. That has to be almost maddening, knowing how hard you worked to, to protect America, to, to button down the borders, to see what they're doing. And it's one thing if they were just incompetent and they got a little bit better as time went on because you make mistakes and you get better. They're purposely doing this stuff. How, how, how has that been over the past more than two and a half years, watching them break what you fixed? Well, it's, it's disheartening. I wake up every day upset. I wake up every day pissed off, you know, because I started in 1983 when I joined the Border Patrol. Ronald Reagan was president. I worked for six presidents, right up to include Trump. And every president, even Obama and Clinton, took some steps to secure the border. Because they understood you can't have national security without border security. They got it. And no one did more President Trump because we had illegal immigration at a 45-year low. I mean, we had great success. But President Biden, here's what you need to understand. President Biden's the first president in the history of this country who came into office in unsecured border. Yes. And as you said, on purpose. Yes. On purpose. This isn't mismanagement. This isn't incompetence. This is by design. And, and, and it, it, it makes me upset that a president would come in office and say, okay, I want more illegal immigration. I want more illegal drug flow. I want more trafficking right. women and children. And, and, Tom, and Tom, then we have to listen to Corrine Jean-Pierre yesterday say that no president has done more than Joe Biden to secure the border. I mean, they lie with ease, with great regularity. That's got to be I mean, if The Washington Post does one of their things, they already did it on the Biden lies, uh, everything from his kitchen fire to all these other things. They just lie about everything, big and small, to say that President Biden has done more than any president to secure the border. That is a incredible lie, isn't it? Absolutely. Unless you didn't finish your statement, no one more. Biden has done more than any president to unsecure border. There you go. Look at the bottom right. Look at the look at the data. The data clearly shows whether you like Trump or not. First thing, I love the man. Whether we like him or not, you, uh, not you can't argue with the numbers. The numbers clearly show a forty-five year low in illegal immigration. Illegal immigration was down eighty-three percent. Unprecedented success. And for her to sit up there. They took the most secure border in my lifetime, especially in my 35-year career, the most secure border we ever had, and turned it around in two months to historic illegal immigration. It doesn't get worse than that. I, I think we're going to agree on this as well, Tom. Governor Abbott did a great service when he started shipping, and I know he shipped at least you know more than 30,000 of the migrants to Democrat-led cities across the country. Now we have New York City Mayor Eric Adams fighting openly with his governor. The two of them are openly fighting with President Biden now. So this is actually a very good thing. They are so inundated that what they were once gleefully in favor of, bragging about being you know, a sanctuary city or a sanctuary state, now it's we can't take anymore. They're talking like we do now. So now they're now this problem is being shifted. You, I know you and I know you heard the news of President Biden saying he may be sending uh, some to uh, Atlantic City International Airport. So we're going to get them now in my home city, my home state, if this happens uh, and 10 other locations. So they break it all. And then their their solution, Tom, is to just shift all over the country and then break every city that they possibly can. 
the solution is to secure the border. I mean, now they're providing them housing, medical, you know, yep. assistance. I mean, they're offering them. It, it's, it's a magnet. It's a pull factor. They're going. Who wouldn't come to the United States if you can enter the country legally? You won't be detained. You get released. We'll transport you to a city where we'll provide you lodging, food, medical care, even money to help fight your immigration case. All they're doing is enticing more people to come. They just need to secure the border. If they shut down the border, if they, if they would put the Remain in Mexico program back in play tomorrow, and the federal courts already said the Remain in Mexico program was, was legal. Yep. They turn that on tomorrow, they fix 85% of this problem, but they don't want to fix it. And, and what really upsets me, they're causing me a lot of work. Because yeah. another year and a half, I'm going to be back in the White House. I'm going to be back for President Trump. And I'm going to run the biggest deportation operation this, this country has ever seen. So for these millions of people being released in the country think they got us beat. They think they can claim, they can claim asylum, a fraudulent claim asylum, because data shows 9 out of 10 don't qualify. Then they'll become effusive during the win. I wouldn't get too comfortable because the next administration is going to come look for you. And we're going to force the law the way it's supposed to be enforced. And, Tom, I'm glad, I'm glad you said that because I agree. I concur. I think you are going to be back in there. Uh, the American people don't want any more of this. Everything is broken. Uh, inflation. You could just go on and on and on in every single imaginable uh, energy costs, food costs. Everything is broken. And certainly the border is. And every time the American people have the opportunity to have their – their their opinion, you know, in a survey taken, uh, they agree with you as well. So in terms of how hard would getting started again be? Day one, you go back in there. The genie is, you know, out of the bottle. How do you stuff her back in? How tough will this be? Because they're all over the country. Many of them are never going to report to these court dates that are years away. Does it mean that you fix so that more doesn't happen, or do you actually have a chance of succeeding in fixing the problem we already have? Well, first thing you do, you turn on the Trump policies once again. We prove it's effective. You turn the Remain in Mexico program back on. You turn on the three uh, uh, third state country agreements we had with uh, Honduras, Guatemala, and El Salvador, something else about administration got away of, uh, got a, got rid of. We we start rebuilding the wall because the wall works. Every place there's a wall, illegal immigration went down, illegal drugs went down. And people are saying, I see it on tape. Say, well, it must be the wall doesn't work. We got record illegal immigration. Well, no. Ask the second follow up question. Where are they passing through? Where are they coming through? Well, there's not a wall. So we're going to finish the wall, put the Maine Mexico program back in. We're going to we're going to put, get first safe country agreements, and we're going to outlaw sanctuary cities. President Trump had a lawsuit pending, uh, finding sanctuary cities are illegal. We're going to pull all federal funding from them. And what the Biden administration doing? They took over. They dropped the lawsuit. So we're going we're going to re, we're going to the sanctuary cities, and we're going to send ICE agents out there to once again do their job. ICE agents have nothing to do. I talk to them every day. They're sitting around. They're not allowed to arrest somebody for being in the country illegally. We're going to put them back in power. We're going we're going to give them the job they, 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 they signed up to do, the oath they upheld, and we're going to go out back and do our job. Now, can I arrest 20 million people? No. But I tell you what, we're going to give it one hell of a shot, one day at a time, one alien at a time. We're going to do the right thing in this country. If there's no consequence, if there's no deterrence to illegal activity, then illegal activity will never go away. We're going, we're going to put some pride back in the men and women of ICE and board to them to do their jobs. I love it. Tom, final minute. My congressman, Jeff Andrew, who you know, and if you don't know him, you know of him, uh, he has said today on Jimmy's program, Fox Across America, he said – that if President Biden and Mayorkas do this, 
and bring these illegal migrants to the Atlantic City International Airport. He wants to have transportation that immediately says, get on here and you're out of here. How effective can communities be if they get inundated with with trying to prevent it in terms of just not allowing them to be there? Well, the American people need to stand up. There's nothing enough. I'm in upstate New York right now. A lot of communities up here have told Hochul, no way. We're not taking it. We're not going, we're, we're not going to accept them. So people need to stand up and get loud. And if, and if you got a Republican, you really got a Republican senator or a Republican congressman, don't let them tell you they don't control Congress. There's not a lot they can do. They can boycott every meeting with the Democrats. They don't have to give them a, uh, uh, they, they don't have to give them a budget. They don't have to pass a budget. They don't have to pass a continued resolution. They go. can stay away and say, we're not going to do another damn thing. To give this president another win until you do something to secure the border. So demand that your Republican congressman take action to stand strong, too. And we can put a stop to that. Remember, we have the House. We control the purse strings. We can shut this all down if this government's not going to do something to secure our border. And it's just not about illegal immigration. It's about fentanyl. It's about no suspected terrorists. It's about trafficking women and children. At what point do we stand up and say enough's enough? We'll shut it down. Tom, thank you for everything you have done and what I think you're going to do again. Good to visit with you, Tom. Take care. Well, you take care. Thank you for having me. Thank you. It's a pleasure. When we come back, the team, Mike, Josh, yours truly, we're going to talk about the five so-called Gutfeld's the king. Greg Gutfeld is the king of late night talk. So let's put him in his own category. I'm talking about the other five pretenders, Fallon. I'm not even going to say Colbert, Colbert, Jimmy Kimmel. Seth Myers, John Oliver, Strike Force Five. Ha ha ha. It's it's funny to hear it. It's not a funny thing, I don't think. Comedians who aren't funny. How about that? That would be like a plumber that can't fix the pipes or the electrician that can't do the uh you know, fix your panel box. Mike, Josh, yours truly Harry. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. The show that sees through the bullet. My response is right, you know, and the stripper really likes you. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Josh is doing it again. Best bumper music in America. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Mike, Josh, yours truly, Harry, filling in for Jimmy. Well, well, well. Mike is going to get the first comment on this. I'll set the topic because Mike picked the topic. So my rule always is the person picks a topic gets to star in the uh, in the segment. So the topic is the what I am saying are the five not so funny comedians uh, that have been on hiatus because of the first. It was the technical strikers, the workers and the, the writers and technical folks. And, and then, of course, now actors are on strike as well. First time since Ronald Reagan was president of the Screen Actors Guild, that both are out at the same time, long, long time since something like this has happened. So they have started. We I learned this yesterday, and I, I love, Mike, that you picked this topic. So you're going to get the first comment. Josh will come in second. I'll bat third. New podcast with these current five late-night non-working hosts. Tell us about Strike Force 5. Ha, ha, ha. I'm laughing at it. Yeah, so Harry, essentially, you set up pretty well. Uh, it's going to be Jimmy Kimmel, Stephen Colbert, Jimmy Fallon, Seth Meyers, John Oliver. And just when I saw the trailer for this thing, I think I saw it on Twitter a couple days ago. It was just so cringeworthy. It's just like 
I understand what they're doing because they want to support the writers right now that you know aren't getting paid and they're on their staffs and everything. But also, like something that I don't think a lot of people have pointed out in all this that I was thinking about before is they are kind of supposed to be rivals, right? Like they when they get their shows back eventually, if that happens, uh, they're going up against each other in the ratings, right? Wasn't it always like a big thing with the ratings battles with yeah. you know, Letterman and Leno and all yeah. this, right? So oh, wow. yeah, yeah, absolutely. So they're all teaming up. Well, how about this? Uh, and I do. That's the only uh, endearing quality to this whole thing is that money, revenue they would generate would go to people right now. Because, you know, there are people hurting. There are people that can't pay their rent, their mortgages, and there's, you know, there's bad stuff going on. So we're not making light of that. I think these five are unfunny. They're comedians that aren't funny. Greg Gutfeld is the king of late night talk. He's actually a comedian that is funny. So he's in a class of his own. These five, you all, not you, but anybody else can have them. Uh, I don't think much of any of them. I used to like Jimmy Fallon when he did things like Wheel of, you know, uh, Impression and fun things. Uh, Johnny Carson would, would in his rolling over in his grave. Any practitioner that was a late night comedian probably can't believe how they just infected their their industry with unfunny, basically political hatred of Trump is their is their show every night. So they're not funny. Now they're not working. And now they're going to have this podcast. Uh, uh, Mike told me for um, uh, 12 podcast episodes or something. Josh, what's your take? So my take is that I, I think they're all realizing that they're doing a disservice to themselves with the show. Like, they don't want to cross the picket line, but at the same time, they know that nobody is missing them right now. It's, it's been true. four or five months, and when's the last time someone, man, I, I really missed the takes of Colbert. I yeah. I'm, I can't believe I'm not yeah, understanding Josh, what John Oliver is saying How about right this? Now. Nobody's about saying it? it. No, no, they're not, and we're not. I don't miss them one bit. Uh, I used to tape Jimmy Fallon, but uh, no, not when they, and this is years ago, when he first got the gig. He was funny. He did a good show. But then they all went crazy, especially um, Colbert first with the, uh, the, the the hate Trump stuff. And then they all had to follow along. Kimmel and the rest of them. Myers is uh, seemingly especially um, uh, uh, vitriolic towards towards Trump. So I, I look at it this way. They're all multimillionaires. Why don't they write checks to these people? Why do they got to have some goofy podcast that nobody cares about? Write some checks. Take care of your people. They take care of you. They're not saying that, are they? No, they're not. And and it's it's I mean, it, it, you know, they don't want to seem as if they're crossing the picket line. So I, I understand that. But at the same time, you know, they know they're set. But, I, I, you know, it's like, all right, it's it's a nice thing to do for, you know, the quote unquote little people that are actually struggling in this compared to them that are making 10 to 15 million a year. So good for them. But it's one of those like. Again, I go back to who's missing them. Like nobody. Way back, you know, I think of growing up in the '90s. I was like, "Who am I going to watch today? Letterman or Leno?" And I would wait to see who they had on each show. Now it's, eh, I guess, they're because on. they each cut their teeth under Carson. They each wanted the Tonight Show. They they did it the right way. This is terrible. What they have perverted the. Uh, their vocation into. And by the way, there are a lot of people that don't even know that they're out, that don't even know. It would be one thing to, to miss them or not miss them, at least know they're not doing new shows right now. There are people, many, that don't even know that they're out. 
Uh, I didn't watch them, Mike, when they were doing their show. Uh, I'm not watching the podcasts, and I'm not going to watch them when they come back. I'm very fortunate because of my morning schedule. It's in the name, Hurley in the Morning. Uh, I watch Greg Gutfeld every morning. I get the replay, and he's awesome. And I love Tyrus and the cat and the whole the whole panel and the people that they bring in. Uh, Jimmy does it, and Jimmy actually hosted the show uh, one day this week and is on it quite a bit. So that, to me, that is late-night comedy the way it's supposed to be. Closing comment, Mike. Yeah, agreed. Uh, and Jimmy did a great job when he hosted Monday he did, he night. Did. Yeah, he really did. Um, great monologue. It was great. Yeah. Uh, one thing I would say, I agree with you there, Harry. And one thing when you were talking about Fallon before, and like when he started to become political, I remember the one moment. I think you guys do too. It was when he was accused of humanizing Trump. Remember when he oh, had him on like they, what was a couple months before the touched, election? Can I touch yep. your hair? Yep. And and it, oh my god, the, and he brought the, up the, his mother and stuff. And yeah, made the him Democrats went crazy yep. on him. Yeah. And then he could never do it again, essentially never yeah, try to I humanize think he apologized for it. I think he did, yeah. And again, he was just interviewing the guy who was the Republican nominee at the time for president. I mean, Mitt Romney used to go on with, uh, I think it was Letterman, that famous parents he had. But anyway, yeah, I think it's just so ridiculous. They've become way too political. They're not funny at all, and that's why Gutfeld's killing them in the ratings. So, Mike and Josh, thank you for having me today. Thank you so much for filling in, Harry. I always love having you do it. Honor. Honor and a privilege. My best to Jimmy Fallon. You've been listening to Fox Across America, and follow Jimmy uh, on the website uh, and and his entire portfolio of amazing work in uh, his stand-up comedy, his appearances on every show on the Fox News Channel, and, of course, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Happy Labor Day weekend. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.